asking the right questions will unlock your best life. They are the keys to enjoying more clarity, passion, balance, and confidence. Hi, I'm Todd Parker. And I'm Bridget Sampson. We're certified executive and life coaches, communication professors, trainers, consultants, and most importantly, parents. We're also dear friends who love diving into those deep conversations about life, relationships, family, and careers. All things about being a curious and compassionate human on this planet. So please join us, and we know you'll find something valuable that resonates with wherever you are on your journey. All right. Welcome back, everybody. This is episode four of the Right Questions podcast. I'm Todd Parker with my co-host, Bridget Sampson. How are you, Bridget? I am doing great, as always, when we're going to have another fun conversation. Exactly. We're going to, we're always trying to have fun conversations. You know, the spirit of, of sort of why we started this podcast, Bridget and I are curious curious people. We we like to know about people, communication, you know, scholars and uh, communication studies scholars. We like to know about their minds, about we like to know about behaviors. We like to understand situations. We like to understand the research and the science, right? The real information and wisdom that is out there in the world for us to consume and to apply in our lives. Right, Bridget? Am I, am I speaking out of turn here? Yes, you are absolutely right. We share that. So what we want to do with all of you, listeners, and together is explore some of the ideas that we come into contact with, not just the great thinkers in our personal and professional lives, but also the books that we read, the ideas, wherever they may come from, unpack them with each other, explore them with you, the listener, and, you know, make some nudges. So maybe some light, friendly recommendations or suggestions even as to how these things might show up or play out in your own life, right? Just give you like maybe a perspective shift and or a tool that you could apply. Incidentally enough, we both in read recently, both Bridget and I, this book by Stephen Guise called Mini Habits, right? And so the discussion today is going to be all around mini habits, or we could say in a broader heading, just habits in general, right? So the question we have for you, right? You know, everything here is about asking the right question. So the question to stimulate us today, to wrap our heads around and to answer perhaps is, what mini habit can I implement today to get me big results? Bridget, the question is, what mini habit can I implement today to get me big results? Love the question. And really able to see after reading the book how this has made, I mean, just a huge difference in my life. How mini habits, I wasn't aware I was practicing mini habits, <laughs> but exactly. I never called them that. And I didn't know what they were. And I didn't know why sometimes my attempts would work and sometimes they would be dismal failures. And this book really illuminated for me the value of mini habits and why that's why so many times my efforts did work in ways that they didn't when I tried to take on too big of a goal or an, too big of an attempt to get the momentum going in some way. Yeah. 
Same. You know, I had the same impression where I thought to myself, gosh, I guess I've been doing this more or less. I've found success in all these, you know, different parts of my life and I failed in different parts of my life, you know, constantly. I've, I failed in all kinds of things across my whole life. So I too didn't have the language to realize like, oh, you know, when I was most successful, it all began with a mini habit. And of course, I've read books like uh, Atomic Habit by James Clear or Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by, by Covey, right? Stephen Covey. And, you know, from Tony Robbins to, you know, my own, who I call my uncle, but my own personal, you know, mentor and coach outside of my father, Joseph McClendon III, right? The, everybody, all these individuals, and, and you've mentioned, Bridget, you've mentioned, you know, Brooke Castillo and all yeah. these ideas revolving around the same problem. Mm -hmm. which is how mm -hmm. do we implement habits that get us to the places, the things that we want in life? So, right. yeah. So, Bridget, I want to tell a little story. that came, Actually, I have a couple stories I want to tell. But I want to start by sharing really where my mind went when I read the book mm -hmm. and how I have kind of came to realize, like, oh, gosh, like, many habits are – one of my core habits that I learned early in life. I know that sounds mm -hmm. weird, right? Like, but it's the habit of the mini habit as a core habit that has helped me to find, you know, success in mm -hmm. a whole number of places. So if I could, there's this, I was thinking back to being, I think I was like seven, eight, nine years old, somewhere early in life. And my father was, and he knows this. He remembers the story, I'm sure. And he hears this. He'll, he'll agree. So I'm not saying anything he doesn't know. <laughs> he was upset that the coach's son on my softball team always got to be the pitcher. Mm -hmm. And so a couple came into the season. He opened his mouth and said to the coach, like, hey, you know, how about giving another kid giving another kid a chance? You know, and he didn't even necessarily mean me. He just had talked to some of the other parents and they wanted to, you know, it gets, we were eight. We were, so I want you to get another shot, right? Mm -hmm. So the punishment that the coach gave my father, which he thought was going to be a punishment, was he said, oh, you know, why don't, uh, yeah, someone else can be the pitcher. It was Friday. We had a Saturday game. It was like Friday at five o'clock when we ended practice. He said, sure. Yeah, your son can be the pitcher tomorrow in our game. He's going to start pitching. And I never in my life had pitched before, ever. Right. This is like, I think my first season of softball it wasn't even baseball, it was softball. Everybody does fast pitch softball. So long story short, my dad takes me home. He says, look, you're pitching tomorrow. He didn't really tell me why I found out later, but he says, you're pitching tomorrow. We got to practice. So we went out back and uh, he had installed a light for us to practice different sports. Right. So we went out back and we started maybe like two feet apart. And over the next couple hours, moved it to three feet and then to four feet. Mm -hmm. And then until by, you know, the next morning when we went outside, I didn't start at the two feet. I went outside to where we had stopped, which was the full distance for pitching. And, mm -hmm. you know, to round out the story, yeah, I did. I pitched the next day. We won the game. It was a lesson I didn't know I was learning at the time, but it was a lesson in setting these mini habits, mm -hmm. right? Implementing little mini habits. And mm -hmm. this was in a really adjusted time frame, right? Because mm -hmm. the book Mini Habits talks about doing it over a longer period of time. So right. we did the mini habit in a small period of time. But really, the example holds, right? Mm -hmm. 
I was able to forego some of the concern, right? And we'll get to this in a minute, but the, what many habits do that help mm-hmm. us to not feel challenged by what's ahead of us, mm-hmm. right? To, to mm-hmm. get away some of the obstacles. Mm-hmm. But that story came to mind immediately because I realized, oh gosh, even back then at that young age, I was already learning many habits. And I feel so fortunate to have been in a position where I had figures in my life that would share these ideas with me and work with me and teach me these mm-hmm. things. I recognize not everybody has that upbringing, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't have those lessons. They're not taught that same skill set because this, these are habits of success. So I feel very fortunate to have learned it early on. And it wasn't really until reading the book that we, like you said, Bridget, that I, I would ever refer to them as mini habits. Right, right. That's such a great example, Todd. I love that. It's so inspiring. And your dad is just such a great dad to do that, you know, and to <laughs> to demonstrate that. I think we do things like that for our kids, but we don't always articulate with them what it is we're doing, kind of the science behind what we're doing. And there is so much science behind it. I just want to say that we've learned so much in recent years about neuroplasticity and rewiring your brain and how it really must start with little steps. You cannot re- completely rewire a neural pathway in your brain that has a deep groove right in an instant. It's got to be one small step at a time. And then over time, all of those small steps will equal a giant shift or if you stick to it, right? And if you allow those small steps to move you in the direction that you ultimately want to go. So that's such a great example. Yeah. So to your point about the science, right? When we set goals, right? And I've done this in my life. I set an exercise goal Mm -hmm. or, you know, Mm -hmm. Weight goal, whatever mm-hmm. it is, right? But I've set goals in my life to achieve things, things that mm-hmm. I want. Mm-hmm. And there's immediate challenges and obstacles, right? Mental challenges, yes. things, resistance that I face immediately. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, to Guy's point in the book of mini habits, he talks about how these mini habits are there to remove those obstacles. That's why we do it. So the habit right. of a mini habit, right? right? So we don't perceive something as difficult. If we say we want to set a goal of a thousand pushups, he gives the example, well, you know, just do one, the one pushup challenge, right? Just do the one today and do one tomorrow and do one the next day. And mm-hmm. what we find is that's not too hard. I could do one pushup. No, absolutely. Right. Just like I, I, it gives the other example. I could read a couple pages or I could write 50 words. Right. And eventually I'm going to have a novel. So right. the idea is that we get to trick ourselves, a kind of like self hack our little mini hack with a mini habit by removing the perceived difficulty that comes, the unpleasant feelings that come, the fatigue that comes. Oh my gosh, I'm so tired. I can't do anything. Right. All the things that come as soon as we set the goal. Right. 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 You ever experienced this, Bridget? Absolutely. Absolutely. With, I mean, you, As you know, Todd, both of us could come up with unlimited examples with food and (laughs) eating, with exercise, with relationships, right? With the mini habits with our kids. We've talked about all of these things. And yeah, and the, you know, you mentioned the example of the one push up challenge. That really, really resonated with me because as guys describes his movement through this one push up challenge to, 
to getting to the point of really becoming physically fit and doing a lot of push-ups and pull-ups, I really could feel that moment. And I'm sure our listeners out there have all had this moment where you just have to have the ability to do the one thing. And then once you're there, you're going to do more. You're so much likely to do more, right? So once he was down on the ground and had done the one push-up, of course he did five more or a few more, whatever he could do, right? And I've had so many moments like that in my life where I was just able to get myself like to the gym when I used to go to the gym. It'd be like, just drive to the gym. And I literally would tell myself, you can go in the class and you can do the first five minutes of the class. And if you just cannot get through it, just walk out. Nobody's going to notice. I would tell myself this when I really hadn't worked out in a long time. And I would just commit that I'm going to drive to the gym and I'm going to start the first five minutes. I never left a class until the end, (laughs) you know, unless I was like really gotten sick or something. But it was that just getting there, right? And just committing to that five minutes. And then of course I pushed all the way through. Once you're in that, you've got the endorphins flowing, you've got, right? Another example of my life is a few years ago, I, for the most part, gave up flour and sugar in my diet. And when I tell people Mm. that, they're like, what? That is crazy. Because of course, most people (laughs) are addicted to flour and sugar, right? I didn't do it in an instant. I, uh, over about a year, tiny, tiny mini habits. And at one point, I mean, it's funny to think about now, it was a big event and we were at a buffet and there were all these desserts and I had told myself ahead of time, I am going to pick and have one taste of six different desserts. It's terribly wasteful, I know. But I put those six desserts and I allow myself to taste each one and they were packed with flour and sugar. Of course, they were all flour, sugar, butter, whatever, right? And over time, through those mini habits, I have not really eaten really very little. I mean, on a daily basis, it might, you know, it, no flour and sugar for the most part. But when I tell people that I've made these changes, it's like, how on earth? They think, they somehow seem to think I did it overnight. It's like, no, no, you weren't with me. It took me six months, eight months, a year, right? And I work right. out every day. I, right. I know you do too, Todd. And it, but there were those days where it was everything I had in me. Just to say, I'm going to do five minutes. I'm going to walk for five minutes. I'm going to run for five minutes. I'm going to do right near our house. My husband and I, one of our favorite workouts is a set of stairs that we have. It's outside near our house. And you, it's like a minute to walk there, right? And so I will get there by telling myself, I'm just going to do two sets of stairs. <laughs> That's it. That's all That's I'm right. doing today. But once I get there and I'm in the fresh air and I've got a great podcast that I'm listening to in my ears, right, on my yep. AirPods, I'll do 20, 30 sets of those stairs and be really, you know, on the high of that that exercise high and how great it feels. But I would never have done it if I said, I'm going to do 30 sets of stairs. But like, my brain would fight that and resist that like crazy. No way. You're way too tired for that. You're way too busy right. for that. <laughs> So, you know, since we're mindset, performance, life coaches, right, transformational coaches, whatever you want to call it, it's all going on up here to create in the mind to create the actions, right? So much of what we discussed, Bridget, is both the theory around the mind, what the mind is doing, and then how we take that understanding and put it into practice in our lives, right? So to realize that whether it's in sports, and by the way, I got to give a little disclaimer. The Even Stephen Guise says in the book, right, this isn't 
necessarily applicable to food, right, to dieting mm-hmm, or mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. exercise. I would push back even, you know, I'll do it yeah. right here and push back a little bit about <laughs> yep. it to say every change that I've made, I think Stephen's actually far wiser than he even realizes, mm-hmm, right? He was being, mm-hmm. being um, generous to himself, yeah. right? That every change that I've wanted to implement in my life started with some very small step. Right. Yes. And there's famous proverbs and quotes and we could go on and on with all of them. It takes, you know, the first step to a thousand, a thousand step challenge, whatever it might be. I don't know how the, the saying goes. I'm forgetting the saying. What's the saying, Bridget? Remind me of the saying. It's the, for the, 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 along miles, the journey. Yeah. The journey of a thousand one. miles begins with one step. That one. Okay. Right? <laughs> just that. Just that. Thank you. Yeah. That it all begins with that first step. And the purpose of the mini habits, as you just pointed out, Bridget, is to remove the resistance, mm-hmm. to take away the perceived difficulty, mm-hmm. those negative so- mm-hmm. effects that come, the unpleasant negative feelings mm-hmm. that come. Ultimately, that fatigue of the mind that comes when we try to put something up, a goal in front of us that seems just too in- uh, insurmountable, insurmountable mm-hmm. too lofty. Uh, and just too hard to get through. Right. So we break it into manageable parts. And I realize whether it was that pit story about pitching, whether it was losing weight for to be in the correct division for football, for Pop Warner football, whether it was like in business, when I was starting out in the music business and trying to figure out the lay of the land and how to network and who was where and why, or in going back to school in my study habits, uh, whatever it might have been, Learning to be a great coach and consultant, exercising, our marketing, Bridget, our parenting, everything starts, the success starts, and the habits for success start with these very small habits that we put into practice in our daily life. That's right. That's right. And we, and, you know, to bring up the parenting example, think about, I think most parents can relate to how we, we naturally do this with our kids and we can do it even more. Like I remember the bedtime routine. It had, I don't remember all the things now because my kids are adults, but the last thing, the last mini habit was reading a book. And then we knew after the book is read, we close our eyes and we go to sleep. Right. And it was that repetitiveness and that mini habit that we help our kids to to develop this ability to do what we need to do in the moment. They don't want to go to bed, right? They don't want to brush their teeth. They don't want to eat the broccoli, whatever it is. But, you know, and that was eating a healthy food. It was like you start with, okay, (laughs) one bite, right? (laughs) Right. So the mini habits are for all ages and, and a really valuable tool for parents who want to instill good, healthy habits in their kids. Oh, absolutely. My children, you know, getting them to my son specifically, JMO, to getting him to read before bed was a challenge mm-hmm. to your mm-hmm. point. He didn't want to mm-hmm. do it. And so I said, all right, we'll just mini have it, right? We'll mm-hmm. just, we'll get in there. We'll spend two minutes, yeah. right? Just two minutes. We'll do two pages. You can do the pages, right? You pick the book, <laughs> you do the pages. We're just going to do two pages. And mm-hmm. always, as soon as we got in there, it wasn't two pages. It was the whole book, of course, yep. right? Unless he yep. was getting really tired. But it was never just the one or two pages. It was never right. the little mini goal that we'd set for ourselves. Right. 
Exactly. Or the one bite rule, right? When we want our kids to eat healthy food, if we're to put a huge <laughs> plate of vegetables in front of them, they're going to they're gonna just cave and cry and scream, right? But one bite, one bite, one bite rule. And okay, most kids are, you know, open to the one bite rule. And then they discover that they actually like a few of these things. Not all of That's them. Right. Let's be realistic, right? And that they will then have more bites. But it's the same principle. And hey, it works just as well with adults as with kids. We need it Well, let's be honest. Too. We're just big kids, right? Yes. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. and so as big kids who certainly have our fair share of challenges, right? We yeah. all have parts of our life, things in our lives that we want to alter, that we want to shift, right? Whether that be things we want to attract into our life or changes we want to make, be it physical, mental, or otherwise, right? Or even in business. So here's what I want you to do. I've got a challenge for everybody out there. We we say we're going to give you the theory. We're going to dance around some of the tidbits of it. You should go check out all the books we've mentioned, right? There's plenty, plenty more as well. One more quick, Todd, one quick one I have to throw out there that was really, really interesting influential for me was the five second rule by Mel Robbins. And she's a coach. She's out there really popular. And I think marrying these two philosophies has been huge for me because she says that she specifically says that when our brain wants to do something, if you have an instinct to act on a goal, you must physically move within five seconds or your brain will kill it. And she actually says to say, like, when you've got your mini habit, I'm going to walk for five minutes or whatever it is to, to actually literally go five, four, three, two, one, blast off, and then just start acting on it. So I think these two really work right. together because if we overthink it, we also may not even act on even that mini goal. Yeah, exactly. Right. And none of these great thinkers has a monopoly on habits or the truth about habits, right? They all contribute to this wonderful, as we're trying to, right? This wonderful discussion that enhances all of our lives. There's something mm-hmm. to be had, something to be taken away. Uh, some, as I always say, something to be gotten from each of these ideas in each of these books, um, as well as what, and so what we're trying to do is walk you there, right? Introduce mm-hmm. it to you and introduce the idea to say, gosh, what habits in your own life need some attention? And specifically to the question for the day, what mini habit, one mini habit, what mini habit can I implement today to get me big results and to, to add to that big results in the future? So I want you to be honest. I want you to look at your life right now, right? You just spent a couple minutes with us. Now's action time. Look at the different parts of your life, the money parts, the relationship parts, your personal, your business, your mental and physical health, right? How do you eat? What are your eating habits, your exercise habits? What's your work-life balance look like, right? What's your self-care program and regimen, right? Whatever that is, I want you to look and be honest with yourself. What could use some attention? Right. What mini habits can you implement or specifically what one mini habit can you implement today that's going to lead you to big results in the very near future? All right. And once you've got that habit, Bridget, what are we going to do after that? Once you've got the habit, once you've got the habit and you're doing it and you're no. Let me, once you've set the mini habit, <laughs> ah, let me say this again. Do it, yeah. Right. Once, yeah. 
Ah, you got me there. No, I get it. You have to do it consistently. And one of the coaching tools that I love is the idea of keeping your word to yourself, just as you Mm -hmm. would to anyone else, right? If you promise someone else that you'll do something for them, we know that you'll do it. Our listeners, you're the kind of person who does it. Keep your word to yourself just the same way you would to anyone else. And just do it day after day. And I I do want to say, because I know I said earlier, oh, you know, just say the one push-up or just say the five-minute walk because you'll do more. It's okay if you don't do more. If you say, I will do a five-minute walk every day, and for that week, you only walk five minutes every day, that's what's five times seven. That's 35 minutes in the week. That's amazing. Congratulate yourself. Pat yourself on the back. Don't think we're saying you have to go above and beyond it. We're just saying that it's likely that eventually that will happen and you'll move (laughs) into, right, doing more of what you, what is serving you and what you want more of. But just keep your word to yourself and do it. Even if it is the minimum, it's always, always, always better than nothing. To your point, Bridget, there's no shoulds being offered here, right? If you <laughs> right. listen to our previous podcast, we're not shitting you, right? And that's S-H-O-U-L-D. Yes. What we're saying is, if you're honest with yourself, you know there's places that you want to make a change. Mm-hmm. And if you're honest with yourself, you know that it's your habits that lead you to either having the thing or not, being mm-hmm. in that state or not, right? So what we're encouraging you to do is look at those places where you're still, um, where you're longing, where you're seeking, right? Where you're dissatisfied. Mm-hmm. And in that honesty, say, here's the mini habit I'm going to implement today moving forward, right? Because as you said, Bridget, it's about consistency. And set the mini habit and then break it. I'm going to give you a couple steps here. I want you to take that mini habit and break it into some stupid small steps. And I mean like stupid small, like we said, one push up if you want to get to a thousand. So I personally started working out more heavily again, right? So I have a, and I, I was dreading it. I, I going through all the things again of having to break through my own mental and physical barriers and also talking poorly to myself and seeing myself going like, oh gosh, you know, you used to be able to lift so much more. You used to, right? So shooting myself, shooting on myself, Bridget. So I'm engaged in the same thing. So I have a new, I have a habit for myself in a lot of ways and exercise. I'll give you one that I set for myself a couple months ago. I wrote about it and it's gone very well for me. It was my morning routine. So my mini habit was like, I need to, med- I want to meditate more. I want to implement more meditation in my life. So the mini habit, instead of sitting down and meditating for hour or two or 30 minutes, even 20 minutes seemed like an eternity. Like, what am I going to do for 20 minutes? Just sit in my thoughts. Give me a break. So what I did was I broke it down to a stupid small step, right? Mm -hmm. Stupid small little step. I said, you're going to do two minutes, Todd. Mm -hmm. You're just going to sit and Mm -hmm. focus on your breath for two minutes Mm -hmm. every day for one month. Mm -hmm. Actually, it was 21 days at the time. I said Mm -hmm. it for 21 days. And what happened, Bridget, it became my habit. I have a morning routine now that is well in excess of 30, 45 Mm -hmm. minutes Mm -hmm. where I have, and there's all kinds of parts to my routine that all began with setting the mini habit, the mini goal, right? Two minutes of implementing uh, meditation into my morning. So choose your mini habit, break Mm -hmm. that plan into some stupid Mm -hmm. small steps Remind yourself once you do that why you're doing it, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's some some motivation, some willpower that needs to be engaged there. So Mm -hmm. why? Ask yourself why multiple Mm -hmm. times. Set a time for it. As you said, Bridget, commit to it. 
Mm-hmm. And then make sure you reward yourself, right? Because mm. something we often forget to do is give ourselves a little reward at the end. And that could mean, you know, scrolling on Facebook or Instagram or <laughs> uh-huh. listening to your favorite podcast or, yep. you know, YouTube or watching a show or just sitting in silence, whatever it is that pleases you, right? But give yourself that reward. If you follow those steps, we'd love to know what happens in the next 20, 30 days. Stay consistent with it. What happened as a result of implementing this mini habit into your life? Bridget, have you set any mini mini goals and implemented any little mini habits as of late? Yeah, actually, I have my morning routine as well. And I meditate for 10 minutes every morning. And I have other aspects of my morning routine, such as oil pulling and a variety of other Ayurvedic and yogic techniques. And so my morning routine has grown. But what I've been realizing lately is that I really have a dip at around three or four o'clock in the afternoon. I've been, as you know, Todd, we have a lot of really exciting projects. I've been working very, very long hours, very blessed. So at about three or four in the afternoon, I need to continue working. Working into the evening sometimes, but I have this dip. So I've decided a dear friend of ours, Kalika, uh, recommended this new meditation app that I hadn't been exposed to before. And I already have multiple meditation apps. And the meditations are only like eight or nine minutes, but they're so mm. uplifting and reinvigorating and recharging. So I committed to myself in my little meditation community with Kalika and some other friends that are in this community that at roughly three or four o'clock every day on work days, I'm going to do one of those eight or nine minute meditations. And I just know it's a mini habit for me. Eight minutes isn't so much. I just know it's going to make those next couple hours of work that I want to continue to do later on in the afternoon so much more productive and less feeling like drudgery. (laughs) So I'm excited. And I haven't done it yet. I'm excited about starting this mini habit this week. Well, you'll let us know how it goes. Yes. Yeah. So folks, you know, all we're trying to do is bring some special ideas that we think will add value to your lives. You know, by no means are these conversations exhaustive. They're just meant to, you know, maybe spark, as we said, a little bit of curiosity so that you go and and figure out how these things do or do not fit into your own life. Certainly, Bridget, it's always a pleasure to explore these topics with you. Please, you know, Subscribe, rate, review, share it with some friends, and let us know what you think. Let us know how it's working for you. As always, it's been a pleasure. Be good people and make good choices. Hey, thanks for listening to the Right Questions podcast. We hope this episode sparked something that fuels your own inquiry and transformation. If you like what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app. If you want to learn more about the work we do and how it can benefit you, check out our website, SampsonCoachingAndConsulting.com. And connect with me on Instagram at the Bridget Sampson. And you can find me at Todd Parker Official. We'll catch you next week. Until then, dare to ask the right questions.